Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. With a Monday night win, are the Saints contenders or pretenders in the NFC playoff picture? The World Series begins tonight and we've got a look inside at the Braves and Astros. What effect will the absence of Devontae Adams have on a monster Thursday night football matchup between the Cardinals and the Packers? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Someone help me figure out what's going on with the New Orleans Saints. They blow out the Packers in week one. They go through a slew of performances that range from uninspiring to fine. They come off the bye week and barely beat Geno Smith in the rain in Seattle. They get the win 13-10 on Monday night. The only man that I can think of who could help me figure this out, Ross Jackson from Locked on Saints. Ross, I am struggling to figure out if I need to be taking this New Orleans Saints team seriously. Should I? Yeah, look, I, I I think you're still trying to figure it out. I think we're all still trying to figure it out. I mean, you're seeing things that are promising from this New Orleans Saints team, their ability to be able to score in the red zone, what's kind of got halted on Monday Night Football. They come into this game 13 of 14 in terms of converting red zone possessions into touchdowns best in the NFL. Only one of three in this game. So they went from pretty awesome to pretty not, right? And so I think that there are moments in this game where you saw things that were uncharacteristic for them. You're looking for them to still get healthier. You're looking at this defense, which has still been massively impressive. One big 84-yard touchdown to DK Metcalf. And then after that, only 83 yards allowed in the receiving game on the 11 receptions that followed that first quarter big score. And DK Metcalf didn't get his second catch until the fourth fourth quarter as a part of that. So if you're a believer in defense, if you're a believer in a star running back, then the New Orleans Saints are your team. But if you're looking for production from the wide receivers, they're not your team right now. And we still don't know when Michael Thomas is going to be back. I think that leads us to important questions because they are four and two. And ultimately your record is what gets you into the dance. You aren't, you aren't quite what your record says you are, no matter what Bill Parcell says, <laughs> but that's why we're trying to have these conversations. The, the, Buccaneers stand in their way in the NFC South. How how much do they need to close that gap? What do they need to do to close that gap so that we can go, oh, they can hang with a team like the Buccaneers? Because the team that we saw that barely beat Geno Smith didn't quite look like that team. Yeah, well, you certainly can't have 58.9% of your offense come through Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is a phenomenal player, but he's not going to be able to do that for you every single game. And you can't have one player that accounts for over half of your offense because once that one player is shut down, where are you going with the ball after that? So the New Orleans Saints need to be able to develop more weapons on the offensive side, and they need to be able to go and get help at that wide receiver position. It can't be Jameis Winston throwing to Alvin Kamara over and over again. As pretty as it is, as fun as it is to watch, it's not a sustainable model. So the defense is going to be there. Alvin Kamara is going to be there. But what can they add to this formula to make sure that they have something that is more sustainable as a winning model moving forward? And that's in addition to Michael Thomas returning, because I'm not quite sure that a potentially 70 percent Michael Thomas that hasn't practiced since January is enough to put this team over a hump to where you're completely comfortable with the product they're putting on the field so far. All right, Ross. Well, then I'm going to put you on the spot. Trade deadline approaching. Give me a name or two that maybe the Saints could be keeping an eye on that could be making some calls about. We've heard that that some of the guys in Miami might be available. Give me a name here. 
I'll throw one of them out there that uh, I think fits the uh, a little bit of a theme for the New Orleans Saints. They love their reunions. You saw them bring back Kenny Stills earlier on this season. They're always looking to bring back players that are already familiar with their system. This offense is now ready to open up. They're ready to take shots with uh, Jameis Winston. He had some pretty passes this week that just didn't fall into the hands of receivers or receive or did fall in the hands of receivers, but receivers didn't do anything with them. So what about a return for Brandon Cooks, who would be extremely mm. cheap uh, trading for him? from the Houston Texans who are going to be looking to recoup as many draft picks with a potential upcoming move that they have and the uncertain future that they have resting ahead of them. Send a couple of draft picks over to or a draft pick over to the Houston Texans and bring Brandon Cooks back to the New Orleans Saints offense and allow him to be what you were hoping Deontay Harris has sort of turned into for you, but potentially gives you a little bit of a healthier and more veteran proven option at the position. I was really hoping you were going to say Ted Ginn Jr. You didn't go there. <laughs> I did not go to Ted Ginn Jr. <laughs> For more on the uphill climb, the Saints face the rest of the season. Follow the Locked on Saints podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up with the World Series stage set, Locked on Insider Gordon Beckham breaks down the matchup to the Astros and the Braves. And today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all of the local, uh, all the parts you need at your local chain auto parts store. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So save time, save money. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? You don't have to do that. You don't have to give them their money. You don't have to give your money away. RockAuto.com is a family business. They serve do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. You don't know what these prices are, are supposed to be. I don't know what these parts are supposed to cost. So go somewhere where the prices are always reliably low for every customer go explore their easy to use website today and find a solution for all your auto parts needs go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you now here's what you need to be locked on today the hornets are undefeated no more as the celtics beat them 140 129 in ot jason tatum put up 41 points while Jalen Brown added 30, and they combined for a crucial overtime play. Hey there, John Corrales here from the Locked On Celtics podcast. After a Boston Celtics win over the Charlotte Hornets, what a wild finish in this game. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown combining for 71 points, and the big play of the game is Tatum to Brown and Jalen going nuts, dunking on Miles Bridges. A huge highlight to punctuate a very important win to get the Celtics back to two and two. But there were so many storylines in this. It's hard to keep up. Obviously Tatum with the 41 points, but also eight assists, seven rebounds and doing a lot of the dirty work on the other end. Jalen coming through after issues with his knee with that 30 point performance. And he also had nine rebounds. Robert Williams, Marcus Smart, Dennis Schroeder, Jabari Parker off the bench even had a cameo that was really important for the Boston Celtics. This is, again, a very big win to wrap up this road trip on a back-to-back. The Celtics back at 500, a little bit of momentum, heading into two games against the Washington Wizards. A shorthanded Bucks team was carried to a win over the Pacers by who else? Their fearless leader, 
Giannis Antetokounmpo. What's up, everyone? Kane Pittman here from Locked On Bucks. Milwaukee improved to three and one on the season, and this was a pretty impressive win. They beat the Pacers one nineteen to one oh nine, and they were shorthanded. No Drew Holiday, no Brook Lopez, no Bobby Portis, no Dante Divincenzo, no Shemi Ojale, no worries. Giannis thirty points, ten rebounds, nine assists. Some of the passing was incredible. We're going to touch on that on the post game show. Chris Middleton chipped in with twenty seven five and seven. Grayson Allen a season high of 19 points. I think he's feeling pretty good about his decision to uh, come and play in Milwaukee or the fact he was traded to Milwaukee. He looks happy. He's in a good spot. But plenty of Giannis talk tonight. This was a pretty, pretty spectacular performance from the two-time MVP, finals MVP. On the ice, the Caps and Senators scored goals in bunches with the Capitals coming away victorious. In a game straight out of 1985, the Washington Capitals survived the Ottawa Senators. Hello everyone, I am Tyler Kuhl, the insider to the insiders and the host of Locked On Capitals. The Caps win on Monday night 7-5 over the Ottawa Senators. I went into this game thinking it was going to be a good battle between a young Senators team and a veteran Caps team, and all of a sudden it turned into a gosh darn gong show. You have goals being scored right away. It's 4-1 for Washington. You're like, okay, this is a good start. They have this one in hand. All of a sudden, here comes Drake Batherson leading the Ottawa Senators back, and it's 4-4. And then Ovi scores after almost putting a guy into the third row. TJ Oshie scores a hatcher goal that was so good. A girl threw a bra on the ice. This game had everything in it. Had hard hits. Had no goaltending. Had all the goals in the world. Oh, my goodness gracious me. Everyone thought that high scoring was going on in the NHL. This is ridiculous. Somehow, though, the Caps hold on to win 7-5 in a game that had three goaltenders play in it. Thankfully, Ilya Samsonov was able to make enough saves to get the win. Boy, my heart can't handle all that stuff. That game was nuts. They're 4-0-2 now are Washington, but oh my goodness. Thankfully, it's early on in the year because hopefully by game 82, you can get some defense around here. The Portland Trailblazers took on the Los Angeles Clippers for a whopper of a Monday night hoop show. What's going on, Clips fans? Chuck Mockler here, one half of the hosting duo over at Locked On Clippers, coming at you after the Clippers find themselves in the win column for the first time this season, taking down the Portland Trailblazers 116 to 86. Hard to believe a team with an active top 75 NBA player would go out like that, but 32 numbers will do it to you. Also, Luke Kennard hits six of seven threes, which is a career high for him. It was a sloppy game on both sides. It just happened to be, I guess, uh, better sloppy uh, for the Clippers. Here's some more of the same against the Cavs. Not much else to say, but happy we're in the win call. According to an Associated Press report, an MLB work stoppage is almost certain on December 2nd. It would be baseball's first stoppage in 26 years, and it's ninth overall. Neither the owners nor the players' union believes each side has made a concerted effort toward a compromise that would see a new contract agreed upon by the deadline of December 1st. A work stoppage will freeze free agency and threaten the spring training start time. The current situation is very similar to the events that led to a stoppage in 1989-90 and saw the 1990 opening day pushed back a week. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on BetOnline.ag, your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. Here's a look at what's coming up this week on Bet Online. Some marquee hoops matchups for your Tuesday night, starting with the Brooklyn Nets at the LA Lakers. Despite being the road team, BetOnline.ag has the Nets laying a point. Elsewhere on the hardwood, the Atlanta Hawks travel to Madison Square Garden for an epic Tuesday night Eastern Conference matchup 
with their New York Nick rivals. Can we say that after the playoff series? BetOnline.ag has the Knicks favored by one. And on the ice, it's the Vegas Golden Knights and Colorado Avalanche squaring off. BetOnline.ag likes the blazing fast abs as they are favored on the money line, minus 168. For all your gambling needs, BetOnline.ag has you covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to get a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to get that bonus. Here is another story you need to know. The World Series starts tonight between the Atlanta Braves and the Houston Astros at Minute Maid Park. Locked on insider Gordon Beckham breaks down the matchup with Locked On's Kanani Stevens. For Houston, if they're going to win this series, what do you feel that they really need to focus on? Well, I think that uh, starting pitching is huge, uh, and their and their bats. I mean, I, obviously, this you know, there's only so many things you can pick from, but their starting pitching has struggled, and their bullpen has been super taxed. So, uh, even though they've had three days off, the, those innings add up. I mean, they're the last these guys, the last two guys standing, uh, Braves and Astros, and when you've had bullpens that are being used like a lot over the first two series, uh, that adds up, and sometimes those guys can't close that out. So. For, their, from the, for them to win, starting pitching has to go deeper in the games, and then their offense has to continue doing what it's been doing most of the year. Okay, now on the reverse, what do you think Atlanta really needs to focus on for, for them to be successful and you know get through here with a championship? It's starting pitching. Um, it's starting pitching for me. If the Braves pitching staff shows up and are effective like they have been and, and keep numbers down on the other side, keep runs to a, to a minimum – uh, I think that the Braves are going to be tough to beat because the bread and butter for the Astros is their offense. If they don't score runs, I mean, they're they're while their staff has done fine, uh, they're starting pitching struggles, and then they have to give give it to their bullpen that's already taxed. So I really think the key to the Braves is starting pitching their starting staff. If they can go deep into games, give their uh, bullpen a chance because some of those guys in the bullpen for the Braves have been lights out. I mean, Tyler Matzik has had one of the most amazing. Uh, postseasons you can you can find for a reliever and Will Smith to close it out has been very good as well so uh, if they can pitch if they can get deeper into games I think that they're going to get enough hits to win this series have to agree with you I think if these are close one run games you got to go with the Braves on that front do you have an official prediction for us who you think is going to win I haven't even thought about it, so this is coming out of left field exactly uh, in my brain, which is generally out to left field. But uh, I would say I'm going to say the Braves in six. I mean, I think that they're trending in the right way. Uh, I think that they're doing a lot of things right. There's something special about the team. I've been able to watch them a little bit more than the Astros this year, but um, it's they have ever since the All Star break when they got Eddie Rosario and they got Soler and they got Peterson. I mean, their lineup just changed and they're pitching staff continue to do the same thing that they were doing, which is being solid and they've even gotten better. So I just think they're trending in the right direction. I think that the fact that there's question marks on Houston's starting staff and also, um, you know, in the bullpen being taxed, I think that the, this series lines up really well for the Braves. If they can get out to a, to a hot start coming up, the Packers placed their key playmaker Devontae Adams on the reserve COVID-19 list ahead of a huge matchup with the undefeated Cardinals for our cue of the day. And the Packers win without him. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And 
they have so many great choices, so many great opportunities for you to find something that you are going to like. Most, most protein bars are chalky or waxy. These are soft, covered in 100% real chocolate. They're low carb, low calorie, low fat, low sugar, and high in protein. And they still come in flavors like salted caramel, double chocolate, cherry barcia. And this month, Built is coming out with a new limited time flavor every three to four days. So check the website. Often, you don't want to miss out. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at Built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the day. It is as premium as premium gets in terms of matchups. The undefeated Cardinals facing the Green Bay Packers in primetime on Thursday night football, 7-0 against 6-1. But it just got a little less fair. All right, not fair. But it got a little less uh, exciting because Devontae Adams placed on the COVID-19 list. Uh, The matchups changed, Bo Brock, from Locked On Cardinals joining us now. Bo. This was something that we were really excited to see. And now not getting Devontae Adams on the field is a huge loss for Green Bay. Meanwhile, Arizona is getting Chandler Jones back off the COVID list. Yeah, the Arizona Cardinals getting healthier. They get Jones back on the defensive lineup, plus Josh Allen, another guy on that defensive front. So they're getting healthier. They even got their head coach back this past weekend at Cliff mm-hmm. Kingsbury. Um, and yeah, it's it's just two teams going in different directions. The one thing that the Arizona Cardinals didn't have to deal with is this on a short week. And I, I got to imagine that's probably the biggest thing that the Packers are dealing with that the Cardinals didn't have to deal with. They had plenty of time to prepare to not have their head coach, to not have Chandler Jones, and they were successful. They haven't dropped the game all season long. I can uh, confirm that. That checks out. The Packers also going to be without defensive coordinator Joe Barry. Um, he is he is going through this same sort of process. So these are big losses for Green Bay. When you look at the matchups without Devontae Adams, how does that change the way that you see this Packers offense against what has been an outstanding Arizona defense to date? Yeah, they can focus in on just getting Aaron Rodgers uncomfortable, and that's what this front seven does, and it makes life easier on Byron Murphy, who's certainly taken a jump in his third season, and he's the Arizona Cardinals' main corner. He's their CB1, no doubt about it. I was kind of interested to see how he was going to perform against the player the caliber of Devontae Adams. Now he doesn't have to worry about that. The Arizona Cardinals secondary, though, a surprise this season. They've only surrendered, I think, the third least amount of 20-plus yard passes in the league. So that's not too bad. They're already performing at a high level. They don't have to deal with Devontae Adams. That's the case Thursday night football. That's a, a big positive for them, to say the least. Yeah, this line moved, by the way, it was three and a half uh, to, to start the week. We'll see where it lands. I've, I've seen it fluctuate up to six, six and a half now. D- does that seem right to you? Do you, do you think that, that losing Devontae Adams is worth three, three and a half points in this matchup? He, he's in the conversation with the guy on the Arizona Cardinals and DeAndre Hopkins for the top receiver in the league, and I think Devontae Adams has the edge. Uh, Cooper Cup's probably entered that chat as well. But uh, yeah, I, you know, that's that's a that's a big fluctuation of of the spread. But Arizona Cardinals are rolling. They've already run four won four games on the road. They're taking care of business at home. I, I mean, I don't, what's your opinion on that? I think that it, it's six points to the Packers who have won six games in a row. It's a little high for my taste, but uh, I could see it happening. Yeah, I mean, with what they're dealing with, all the adversity they're facing. You know why I like the six, Bo, and, and it's not because I'm going to put money on Green Bay plus six, though I might. 
It's because <laughs> six is the number of wins that the Packers have in the Matt LaFleur era without Devontae Adams. They are six and oh. Wow. In the Aaron Rodgers, Matt LaFleur era without Devontae Adams, 4-0 in 2019 and 2-0 last year. And, and they are averaging almost 33 points a game. Aaron Rodgers has a passer rating over 120 in those games. For whatever reason, they are able to, with Matt LaFleur, find ways to get other guys involved. And the big common theme in all of them, Bo, they find a matchup that they like and they exploit it. And finally, following up on yesterday's story about the fan who got Tom Brady's 600th career touchdown pass. Reportedly, the package of assets Brady sent to a fan who Mike Evans tossed the milestone ball to is a blockbuster haul. Darren Ravel tweeted that the fan received a pair of autographed Brady jerseys, a helmet, an autographed Mike Evans jersey, and his game cleats, a $1,000 credit to the Buccaneers team store, two season tickets for the remainder of the season and for next season as well. And Brady later confirmed on the Manning cast of Monday Night Football that he would also be kicking in a Bitcoin that is currently valued at $63,000. Brady said he would get the fans something nice in return for giving him the milestone ball. He didn't exactly have to go to Amazon to get it. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Make your second listen locked on bats. Download and subscribe free and available on all platforms. Coming up tomorrow, who will get the first advantage in the World Series by taking game one? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.